Amen. It's good to be together again. As you know, these services are pre-recorded. But as from next Sunday, we're going to start live streaming our services. That means you're going to be joining us in our in-person services at church. We hope this will be a, an exciting experience and more inclusive experience for everybody. So don't miss. Next Sunday, we'll be together in live streaming. Amen. Well, let's get into, into the Word this morning. Who are you? Yes, you. Who are you? <laughs> now, it, it sounds like a silly question because I know who I am and, and you know who you are. But I'm not talking about you, your name, what is your name. I'm talking about that conversation that goes on in your mind where you tell yourself exactly what you think of yourself. Okay, that's the one I'm talking to. I must say that as I get older, I sometimes don't like the conversations I have with myself. You see, people over 45, you know, like me, we tend to sometimes forget things. And so I sometimes walk into a room or into my garage and then ask myself, what am I doing here? I do something that I've done a thousand times before and then I make a mistake. And when such things happen, the conversation starts. Valdir, you are such a... Mm. And that is where the conversation gets unpleasant. And so today's message is called, Who I Am. And I want to address that inner conversation. I want to address that with the Word of God. This is going to be a bit of a Bible study, okay, with many references. So, if possible, take notes so that you can revise them later. I am sure that you have had those conversations and thoughts before. When you talk to others, you are full of confidence and you speak about what you can do and who you are, but privately, it is another conversation. If you are not careful, that inner conversation can lead to depression and stress very quickly. And it is just not for older people. I remember these conversations even when I was young. It affects all of us. We live in a world with an overload of information trying to tell you what you should look like, how you should live, what you should believe, which groups you should fit into. And if you dare not fit into the mold, woe is you. So who are you? What conversations are you having with yourself? What do you believe about yourself? More than once, I have had to arrest my thoughts and remind myself of who I am. Who am I? Who are you? Children in their formative years, they get their identity from their parents. If they are loved, accepted, if they are told that they are loved, that they are smart, uh, if they are shown how to do things and accomplish simple little tasks, you know, like to crawl, walk, talk, they have a positive disposition. They feel they belong. They feel safe and confident. 
Now, it is the same thing as followers of Christ. No matter what your past was like, whether you had a loving upbringing or a difficult one, when you come to Christ, you receive a new identity. And so today, I want to share with you what the Word of God says that I am and that you are. The Bible says the Lord never changes. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And another thing that does not change is the Word of God. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your Word is settled in heaven. It is settled. So God and His Word do not change. And this is our reference point. No matter what is happening in the world around us, no matter how much politics, economy, or trends change, God and His Word remain the same. My number one greatest go-to truth about myself is this. Number one, I am a child of God. The Bible says in John 1, 12, But as many as received Him, Jesus, to them He gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in His name. Well, I have committed my life to Jesus. I have received Him as my Lord and Savior. I believe that He died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. And therefore, according to the Word of God, I am a child of God. Not because I never make mistakes, never lose it, never sin, but because I believe in Him and because He says so. So herein lies my identity. I am first a child of God. I am first a citizen of heaven. And after that, I am a citizen of a nation in this world. Being part of my nation in this world is way below in priority to being a citizen of heaven and a child of God. Listen to this, Romans 8, verses 12 to 16. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons and, of course, and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Hallelujah. So because I believe in Him, because I am allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me, I can call God Abba, Daddy. Father, I am a child of God, and the things of this world do not have a hold on me. Who am I? Let's look at some other things the Bible says we are in Christ. Remember, I am what God's Word says I am. Remember that. Number two, I am forgiven. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness 
of sins. <laughs> My sins are forgiven. God does not forget the sinner, but he forgets their sins. Now, being forgiven means that I have been justified. Romans 5.1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God does not justify us because we are worthy, but by justifying us, God makes us worthy. <laughs> Salvation is a gift, and this gift comes with justification. Justification means just as if I never sinned. God looks at me and does not hold my sin against me. But being forgiven also means that I am sanctified. <laughs> Some big words, eh? 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 6, 11 says, For such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In the verse just before this one, Paul lists a number of sins the Corinthians had practiced before becoming followers of Christ. But now they were saved. They were just justified. They were sanctified. Sanctification is the Lord molding me to become more like Him, to think and act more like Him. A sanctified life is us living according to God's will, even when nobody is looking, nobody's watching us. It is a process that will continue throughout my life on earth. But being forgiven also means that I am a new creature or a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. My old life and ways of life are gone. I am not dead in my spirit anymore. Inside of me, a light has been turned on. I am a new person, living for a new purpose, knowing that when my life on earth is done, it will continue in the presence of the living God forever. Also, as a child of God, forgiven, I am a partaker of His divine nature, 2 Peter 1.4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. In saving us, the Lord has made us partakers of His divine nature. We may not be aware of this because this is happening in our spirit. But the more you think about it and the more you become aware of it, you will realize that there is a deep longing in you to see the manifestation of the kingdom of God. You want to see love and mercy and justice. What moves God will begin to move you. Jesus would look at people and have compassion on them. He would see the multitudes and be moved into action. Why? Because as the Son of God, He had the nature of God inside Him. 
Now, we who have the Spirit of God inside us will also be moved with the things that move God. It is part of the new creation that we are. Number three, I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. To redeem means to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. God gave laws to man, and with every law there is a consequence. We sinned and broke the law of God, and with it came a curse upon us. Sin separated us from God, and we were lost to Him. But Christ came and regained the possession of us in exchange for payment by paying with His life. He took upon Himself our sins, became a curse or cursed for us. And we became free of the curse of the law. Hallelujah. We are redeemed from the hand of the enemy, the devil. Psalms 107 verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Yes, you can say it out loud because he says the redeemed must say so. So, say it with me. Come on. I am redeemed. Come on, one more time. I am redeemed. Hallelujah. What else? We are delivered from the powers of darkness. Colossians 1.13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. The powers of darkness have no power over you. You may have come from a background where you were involved in the occult or witchcraft or any other practice that is against the will of God. But with your salvation, you were redeemed from those powers. No more curses over you. No more powers of darkness over you. No more hand of the enemy over you. Maybe you came from a church tradition or from a religion that would fear into you if you did not do certain rituals, attend certain meetings, dress in a certain way, or eat or avoid eating certain foods. Know this, that in Christ you have been redeemed from the curse of those laws too. Amen? That is who you are, redeemed. Come on, say it one more time. I am am redeemed. Amen. What else am I? I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. This is number four. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Notice that it says that He has blessed us. Therefore, we are already blessed. We have to realize that and think that 
and confess that. When things seem to be going all wrong in your life, remember this and declare it to yourself. Say, I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I am blessed. The Bible says that you are blessed coming in and you are blessed going out. Deuteronomy 28, 6. The Bible says that all my needs are met by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verse 19. The Bible says that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. 1 Peter 2, 24. As you keep reading your Bible, you keep on finding the many ways in which you are blessed. Then number five, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. <laughs> I'm going to close this message with this point. There are many more things that the Bible says that you are, but this is where you're going to stop today. Now, you have heard me say this before. This is war particularly in the days we are living through. There has always been wars, natural disasters, diseases, pestilence, and financial turmoil. But there has never been such a convergence of international calamities as we have seen since last year, and it continues. So, for so many people, it is easy to just Give up and give in. But for the child of God, now is a time to stand. And having done all, to continue standing. The enemy is roaring like a lion. His aim is to steal, kill, and destroy. So, child of God, let me remind you of who you are and what you can do. You are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, Ephesians 6.10. You are above only and not beneath, Deuteronomy 28.13. You are more than a conqueror, Romans 8, 37. You are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, Revelations 12, 11. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, Philippians 4, 13. You will be kept safe wherever you go, Psalm 91, 11. You will, you will walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Amen? So, when that conversation in your brain begins and you are asking yourself, who am I? I hope you will remember this message and what the Bible says that you are. Pick up the notes of this message and start declaring, I know who I am. I am a child of God. I am forgiven. And being forgiven means that I have been justified, sanctified, made a new creation and partaker of His divine nature. 
I am redeemed from the curse of the law, which means that I am delivered from the powers of darkness and, I am, and that I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy, the devil. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, of course, this is not a complete list of what the Lord says that you are. As you read the word and as you listen to the word, be alert to what the Lord says that you are. Listen, he has the final word, not you, not your own thinking, not the circumstances around you. Who I am should be defined by the one who created me, not by the world around me, nor by my own weaknesses. Amen. Praise God. Come, let us close in prayer. Lord, we thank you that everything that we are, we are in you, Lord. Thank you for reminding us today of who we are, especially, Lord, reminding us that above everything else, I am a child of God. We are children of God. I pray, Father, that everyone under the sound of my voice, everyone watching this message, Lord God, will be reminded by your Holy Spirit of who they are in you. That anyone, Lord God, who has not yet surrendered their life to Christ will even now cry out and say, Lord God, forgive me. I believe in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. And by doing this, become a child of God too. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. And thank you for your word, which is settled in heaven. And therefore, Lord, it settles our hearts. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Enjoy your Sunday. Have a blessed week. Remember who you are every single day. Amen. And join us next week as we come to you directly from our church. Amen.